I mean, I feel like we have a true partnership and there's times where I'll take the lead or he'll take the lead and that's okay. It just depends on the situation or the context. But I think what's unique about us is like our relationships really built off um, a strong foundation and a friendship and love. And it's like, we're both here to see each other become our best selves and work together to, you know, support our family. So whatever that means that day that we need to do, we're going to do it. You're listening to the Almost 30 podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to Almost 30 Podcast. It's Lindsay Simsick and Krista Williams, and we are here for you. Uh, We started this podcast... When we were going through our transition from our 20s to our 30s and it was quite the shit show, just not knowing really who we were. And there's a lot of decisions and things that come up. And so we felt like we weren't alone in those fears and anxieties and all that. So the conversation alone just between us was comforting and we decided to make it a bigger conversation. So hopefully you feel less alone after listening to almost 30, no matter what type of transition you're going through. Yeah, we're here for you. Last night at the event in the bathroom, one of the girls was like, it's weird to see your face with your, hear your voice. She's like, your voice sounds different on the podcast. I wonder how. <laughs> You're like, is it more annoying in person? I know. Or? I said that. I was like, is it more annoying? But <laughs> I, I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's my watery radio voice. Totally. Mm. They were so sweet. I just love them so much. It was crazy. This girl that I went to high school with was there. Really? Who's in my sister's grade and she's a twin and I just remember her from when she was like a teeny tiny little tyke. Yeah, of course. And I saw her as like a woman, but I knew exactly who she was. Really? And she's like, I don't think you remember me. I was like, I remember you. <laughs> like, this is crazy. But it's so wild just how like life brings people back around. And I don't know. Um, but it was just so nice. We had about 80 women there last night. We did a an event with Nicole Lappin. Uh, she wrote Rich Bitch and Boss Bitch and her newest book, Becoming Superwoman is out now. And so we we had a larger conversation about burnout and balance and what that really looks like and how we get there and mm-hmm. how we get out of it. Yeah, it's just so interesting to see the common thread between women, you know, feeling burnt out. I think we did a poll and I would say 75% said they felt like they were on the verge. Yes. Which is crazy. And I was thinking about it a lot last night is like, you know, I don't know if as many men would say that they feel burnt out. I'm not sure though, because I'm not, you know, in rooms with that many men at a time. I just wonder the thresh, the difference in the threshold, because I do think women endure a lot of pain in a different way than men. 
right? Like if I'm thinking about like my mom holding like a hot plate and she's like, what? It's not hot. My dad's like, oh my God. Same. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is Justin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But then when it comes to other types of things, guys, like tough it out. Yeah. Like driving know. like three hours to work every day. Totally. Like a dad would do that in a second. Literally yeah. dad's commutes are like four hours and they're like, yeah, it's fine. Yo, there's and I, one- my commute's 30 minutes. I'm like, ah. <laughs> There's this one time, side note, my dad, there was a blizzard as there was on the East Coast like every other month. He walked three miles to work in a blizzard. We thought we were going to lose our father. We were like, don't go down. Oh my God. <laughs> but he's like that way. I was like, what are you doing? You know, can we take a conference call? Honestly. <laughs> Back then they probably didn't work remote, but still. Still. Very it's weird. a little dramatic. So dramatic. And like, you, like walk there in like a garbage behind. bag. Yeah, totally. Literally, oh you guys God. are like crying out the window. You're like, no, <laughs> dad. That's like dramatic. Like it's dramatic. Don't do that shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was thinking about it just because men are so linear and women are so, you know, multidimensional. It's like, I think, I do think women have the ability to multitask. We have the ability to juggle a lot of different things, family, career, friends, self-care, interests and men I feel like are focused on one thing at a time career relationship family whatever it is you know they can bring a few other elements within that but that's why you see most guys sticking at jobs longer Mm -hmm. they don't really have a desire as much from my personal experience to have a side hustle to have a thing on the outside and women it's almost like it fucks us in a way that we can do so many things so we take on more things we can have more plates running or, you know, be balancing more things. So it just builds and builds and builds till we just see how much we can handle and and how much we can really take on. Totally. And I noticed too, and I, I have not enoughness to be honest, if I boil it down. Yeah. I haven't been in the corporate world, but what I sensed last night, just talking to some of the women there that, you know, not only are they doing their jobs, they're also like managing the emotions of the people around them in the office as well. So like there's these layers that we take on as women. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, if you have a boss that is like really fiery and, you know, is a certain emotion most of the time that Mm -hmm. is pretty like dense and a lot to take on. I think as women, we take on that responsibility Mm. to make it quote unquote better for them. You know what I mean? Mm. So I just can imagine that like- Women were saying that about their bosses? In general, like I just felt like there was an emotional layer that they were taking on where it's not just that they're busy and they have so many things to do at work. It was like, because as women, we are so sensitive, like just to the- emotionality of like office dynamics and expectations of people and like kind of people's own shit that they bring into the office. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. So anyway, I just, what I took from it so much was like the need for us to really take care of what's happening inside. And yes, that involves self-care, but I also think that just involves like checking in. Like a lot of these women, I don't think have, until you ask them, you know, how many people feel burnt out? I don't know if they've asked themselves that lately. You know what I mean? They just kind of, it's their new normal. It's what they do. So just checking in and really being real with yourself. 
Yeah. I think it's also the rise of the entrepreneurial age and people seeing people on Instagram doing side hustles and, you know, starting their own businesses. And people are now feeling the pressure not only to excel in their career and make money, but also to have a side hustle, also to be an entrepreneur, also to be doing all these things. They see the girl on Instagram that's a fitness model. So they also want to be working out like her. I think Nicole actually touched on that. You see all these people on Instagram thriving in these different areas and you kind of take stock on what they're doing and you cut and you bring it back to your life. And then you take it on as if you should be doing all of these things in those certain ways. So I think for me, it really stems for the most part on social media and our consumption of social media. And I don't usually blame things on social media, but I do think that the constant nagging that social media provides in your life to waste time, to be on it, to compare yourself, to look at others really contributes to the feeling of being burnt out because you're always analyzing yourself in comparison to others and it just is endless. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I noticed when we've been able to kind of be off of our phones lately, there is that initial anxiety of letting it go. And then once there is space, I don't know, there's just... Oh, Yeah there's so much more balance. So much more balance. I mean, this morning I got up at six and sometimes when we have events, I'm kind of like a little, I just kind of am bad and I just will get on my phone early or whatever, just because I don't know why. And I got on my phone at like 6.30 or something and I just was like fucking around for an hour and a half. And I wasn't necessarily on my phone, but I was doing stuff, checking it, doing stuff, watching something, doing stuff. And I wasted literally two hours on my morning that I could have had a nice morning doing stuff with my phone when I could have done been done with my morning routine in a half hour. It was so stupid. I was like, this is so dumb. Totally. I was annoyed. I'm like, this took forever and it shouldn't have. My brother's living with me now and I've noticed myself on my phone a little bit more, which is interesting. I don't know what that is, but like, it's annoying me. It's really annoying me because wow. like I almost have to kind of like, and I love having him here and it's it's been great, but it's like, I kind of have to live around him a little bit, especially yeah. in the mornings, like if he's still sleeping. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I do my stuff in my room, but then I find myself on my phone. I'm like, oh, this feels so like my brain hurts already. You know what I mean? Just like looking at the screen and whatever. Yeah. So I kind of have to be better about that because I like yeah. preach to him about, you know, I have to kind of walk the talk, but. Well, it's almost like that's your opportunity to go in your own world and kind of. Yeah, totally. A signal to be like, I'm disconnecting. Mm-hmm. So I totally see that. It's just, that is, I would be the same probably. Yeah. Cause you can't just like walk around and be yourself. You know, you are yourself. Cause I'm usually like, like, yeah, no, no, no. But like, I have my, my stuff that I do when I'm like alone and I'm just like, you know, not that I don't feel comfortable with him, but I'm just like, I need my space. Yeah. But I'm, I, w- I was thinking about, you know, what Nicole said last night. Wow. Her story about Dude. her burnt out, her burnout was in fucking insane. 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 I mean, Nicole's been on her own since she was 15. Um, she, her father died of a drug overdose. Um, her home has always kind of been a place of chaos And so um, she started working professionally since she was 15. She was the youngest anchor on CNN at 21. Just a really inspiring story. And, you know, her, her traumas that she didn't necessarily process or think would be affecting her still were affecting her still. And it's, it's like this, I forget 
how she compared it. She had like a really beautiful way of saying it, but just over time, the fact that like she hadn't really dug into it, it was like this low level that just grew, 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 grew. And she just had a complete breakdown. Yeah. She was in the psych ward. Mm -hmm. You know, she was in the psych ward for a little bit, very unwell. You know, she had to cancel everything for a long period of time. Uh, And she said the psych ward was the great equalizer for her. She was in a hospital gown, the whole shabam. And she really had to figure out how to manage her burnout on her own with all the tips she shared in the book. So it was just, I don't know. It it just seemed like a true rock bottom for her. And I don't, I just was really surprised actually in a good way. You know, I just was like, wow, I didn't know that it was that bad. I didn't know it was that intense. And I could see that in her, you know, the perfectionist because she's just so beautiful, so smart, so talented, so driven. And that could probably manifest, you know, with when you add trauma in the mix with the trauma that she's been, she's had and she's experienced could lead you down a path where you would be doing too much. You would never have enough. You would be pushing yourself to a limit that's like unhealthy. Yeah. So yeah, completely. Yeah. And it was, you know, good too, to talk about some of the things that we talked about related to uh, toxic friends and toxic people within your life. And a lot of the women within the group can relate to having friends, you know, that they felt like they should move away from, or they should, you know, kind of change in their life. And I think that's another thing, you know, as it relates to social media is our friend group is now so big, you know, you look online and you comment on someone's photos, you know, every single day for a month or something. And you feel like you're like, have this connection to them, although you don't. So I think that people's groups are getting bigger but I don't know if necessarily people are being very clear about who should be in their life and who shouldn't. So I think in that conversation with the women of the group, I think that felt really relevant. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think holding on to the people that perhaps are toxic or maybe like just you've outgrown them or they've outgrown you or it's at the same time, like is one of the greatest challenges as an adult because it kind of... the feelings that come up are kind of childlike where you're just like, oh, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to like leave people out or I don't want to be left out. You know, it's, so it's a really adult thing. And I don't know if I've mastered it. I just kind of let people fall off a little bit. But um, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting thing, but it is part of taking care of yourself because you know, we are all very sensitive energy beings. And so if someone's kind of sucking the life out of you, it's really beneficial to let them go. Yeah. Most of the time they dissolve on their own. You know what I mean? But like a friend like that, if you're not in the same city, you Mm -hmm. could kind of just like, let it, let it be. But um, she says within this, say nothing. So, you know, don't contact them, don't reach out. And then she said, don't ghost them. Um, maybe have a conversation, you know, and, and if it, even if it's brief saying, I have a lot going on, I can't communicate with you right now, but kindness and, and being genuine, you know, are the most, the most relevant. And if it doesn't, if something doesn't happen, it usually will blow up. If, the, if it's that close of a relationship and maybe there's codependency because the universe will want you to move on. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually pretty dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just a, a beautiful event. Um, the Riveter was great and our team was so awesome and Nicole's team and and all of our sponsors. So thanks yeah. so much for coming out. It's always nice to be in LA and be able to connect with you So glad to meet all. Justina. She lives in the desert. Oh my God, yeah. She's the best. Mm-hmm. She lives in the desert. She's in grad school. She's 
working at a job she's not super in love with. And I was just really inspired by, you know, her work ethic and her ability to just really put her head down and do the work while she's in grad school. Yeah. She's, yeah, there's this like really bright light and hope about her. Cause I think when, you know, she's in a job where it's kind of the same thing every day. And I think a lot of people take that on as like, oh my God, this is forever. Oh my God, this is my life. You know, like there's just like so many stories that people tell about a very short blip in time. And she was just like, yeah, I know. I'm just like working towards it. Like, I know it's not forever. Like I'm super passionate about Mm -hmm. what I'm studying in grad school. And I know I'm going to get a job. Like there was just this confidence and knowing about her that was so refreshing. So refreshing. I know. So shout out, (laughs) Justina. Tell the story of Tiffany. Oh my gosh. She's going to die. I don't know if we can tell that story. <laughs> okay. Well, I be, I feel like we've all been there in some way or yeah, another. We've been there. <laughs> there was a person that we know. <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we won't say her name. There's a person that we know that had to plug in her computer and has a wonderful husband. They're the best. Who's the best. She had a little picture on her computer. Small, tiny thumbnail. Small, tiny thumbnail. The little tushy little butt. <laughs> underwear, <laughs> underwear on, nothing gross. Just a little butt. Her butt's bomb. Her body's insane. Showing her hubby a little bum. Made me miss taking nudes. Had for to, real. Had to pop up on the screen. <laughs> on the projector. the audience. No one saw it. No one saw it. Thankfully, Chloe caught it. Chloe caught it. But she said, so I would have died. That would have been amazing. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I love that they told us. So, you know, come to our shows, get a show, see see one of our team's butts. I think- Oh yeah, and then Marta saw my butt. Oh yeah, that was My good. dress was pretty short and I was bent over, just like kind of letting, just fixing my shoe. And I didn't think anyone would be behind me because I thought I was in a private room. No, and she definitely saw my whole butthole. She admitted it. She was like, yeah, I, I really saw a lot. I'm like, I know I figured. Oh, fuck. Well- so comfortable when we have events. I know. Oh, I was going to say that one of our first episodes, we talked about nudes. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. What, did, what was the question, I wonder? I think it was just like sending, like yeah. sending nudes or how to send a nude. Um, wow. We taught people how to send a nude. Okay. Mm. Sweet. It is fun. That's a fun part of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. In your relationship. But it's cool if you can keep it going, like even when you're married mm-hmm. and like every once in a while, cause you're like married. I know, but you never know with, it's like, do the guys send one back? No, I'm good on that. I know. But I think that, <laughs> I think that sometimes they don't know. I think that they're I'll be unsure. sure to tell. <laughs> I know. I think that they're unsure. I think that they're like, <laughs> they sometimes don't know if they should participate or not. I've definitely gotten some back and I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've ever gotten one back. I've gotten like a shirtless one, maybe, but I've never gotten like anything gross. Yeah, I've, I've actually never gotten a dick pic in my oh, that's life. Cool, ever. New York was like dick pic. Wow. Time. Yeah, it's very weird. Wow. I never asked for it ever. <laughs> <laughs> Shows you who let's I was see dating. The cock. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, like, uh, before we go out, let's see it. Actually, as a last thing, one thing I thought was very interesting was Nicole's, uh, how she wants a guy to pay on the first date, yes. which I think maybe everyone in the audience agreed with that. Yeah. I'm, I was actually curious. We didn't take a poll. Should have. There were some guys in the room, so I would have actually liked to hear from them or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I, I completely agree. But she did say she does 
the pump fake where she like reaches for it on the first date and says, can I contribute? And if they say yes, it's already over, which I agree. I've gotten that before and they've allowed me to do it. And I'm just literally boner down. A hundred percent. Boner down. But then I'm like, I offered. So is it my fault? I know. I think about that a lot. I just, I need like someone to be like, absolutely not. Yeah. (laughs) I think the pump fake is appropriate. Okay. It feels weird to not, or I don't know it, but it feels right to not and assume, but it feels, I don't know. My, so my rule, not rule, but this is what I do currently where like, if someone asks me out, I assume they're paying. So I don't offer. I I think that's legit. But if I'm- And that's also not setting them up for success, I think. To not offer, I think is setting them up for more success than the pump fake. I think so. Because my, usually my thank you is really- Amazing and genuine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Where it's not just like expected. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for this meal. Thank you so much for this vodka soda. I know, honestly. <laughs> I was really in need of a Bev and you really quenched my thirst. Honestly, can't wait for you to never text me again. <laughs> it's a theme. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're super excited. Today on the podcast, we have Gigi and Bryce Goldman, founders of Kopari. Our homies. This Couple is a, goals. Yeah, this is a blast. Like we just have, you guys are going to listen. This is a lot of fun for this conversation. If you know Kopari, you know how big of a brand it is. And hearing the story of how they together created the idea, thought of the Kopar- idea of Kopari with their other co-founder who helped with the design and the branding to create this monster company that you know we love, that we're proud to work with, but that we're really just in awe of. They're doing something really different and they've just been super smart about the way that they've grown their business. So I think we can all learn from them. They're so humble and easy to talk to. It's just a really fun flowing conversation that you guys will definitely get some nuggets of information from. Truly. Yeah. They were super transparent about like their mistakes and their ability to quickly pivot and, and all of, all of that. I think that comes with being an entrepreneur and being an innovator and, and just kind of the strategy behind that as well. And I just, I adore them and just working as a couple is like yo hard, I can imagine, but they make it look very- And they've been married a long time. They're Mm -hmm. in love- Beautiful kids. Beautiful kids. We had dinner with them oh, at their house. A, dream, a blast. Yeah. So They are nice. so cool with their kids. It is so inspirational. I know. They treat them like they're friends. They treat them like people. They respect them. They love them. It's like not friends in a weird way. It's like literally just you're on, yes. they're on their level. Mm-hmm. They respect their decisions and ask them questions. It's yeah. really great. Their sons are hot. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh man, this is weird. You're 15. And I know. I'm- <laughs> 15 and you're fine. <laughs> nice and fine. So this particular interview isn't sponsored, but coparibeauty.com slash almost 30. Coconut crush scrub is my favorite. Their coconut toothpaste is also bomb. Bomb and lip glossy. I have about eight of them floating in my life. <laughs> I know. And if you're in New York, come join us this week. We have an event on the 4th. We are super excited to see you there. We also have an event on the 9th with Stuart Pierce at the Assemblage. And then after that, we will be in DC and Philly. And then we also have a very, very special workshop for Womb Awakening. It's very deep. It's very juicy. And it is at Calamigos Guest Ranch on October 19th. 
can't wait to see you. Thank you so much for listening uh, and for spreading the word, sharing with your friends, family, whoever needs an episode like this or the other 250 episodes that we've done. We appreciate your support. You guys are the best and we will see you on the other side. I just really appreciate when kids can speak to adults as if they're adults. You know, hi, how are you? It's nice to meet you. It was a pleasure to meet you. Instead of being like, hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? When like they're a all like bear? angsty. Yeah. When they're like, when they're like, hey, and they don't, you know, like yeah. a child. I just, yeah. they're so sweet. I can't wait for you guys to have dinner with them. I and really cannot get to wait. Know. No, I'm so excited. You, you were cannot. saying before you're like, we got lucky. I'm like, uh, it's you guys. I know. <laughs> we are so true as parents. Your yeah, eyes light I don't up think when we even know boys. how we've done it, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we oh, don't. Yeah. We've just like done it from our heart and done our best every day. And I think one thing is like, we're pretty honest with them. Like when mm-hmm. we make mistakes and I think they're open with us, which I think is super important. But at the same time, we're really also the parent. We're not their friend. You know, we set boundaries. Everyone's clear on like what the program is, what the rules are. Yeah. Um, not that I always follow them. Do you guys no. set those rules together? Do you guys like get together and you're like, hey, this is what's going on and then you present it to them or how does that work? We we do a lot of the kind of behind the scenes sort of boundary setting, but at the same time, it's interesting. I think a lot more of this has been just just impulse, right? Mm-hmm. From us. And I think we were both raised by parents that were kind of old school and and commanded respect. And um, but at the same time, we're really, I mean, at least on my side, my parents were really cool. And I, you know, love spending time with them even now. But um, yeah, some of it was instinct and some of it was planning, I think, from from kind of our perspective. Mm. And I think a lot of it's just like basic, right? Like be kind to people, do what you say you're going to do. Like we all need to contribute to this household. You know, Bryce and I both work full time. We understand you guys are kids. So it's, you know, students too and need a break, but like we all got to get shit done Mm. and work together to do it. Right. Yeah. I think too, it's like setting also like for you to model that in business and for them to see you guys just one work together to just kick ass and be able to balance it and take care of yourselves at the same time. Like I think Mm -hmm. is so important, at least, you know, from uh, in my experience with my parents, I'm like, Oh, they did an amazing job, but I didn't see them kind of doing all the things at once. And at this point in their life, I think they are still so impressionable. And I just think Mm -hmm. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I I think typically when you've got entrepreneurs that are starting a new business, they're in their late twenties, thirties. but the fact (laughs) that we chose to do this in our mid forties with kids that were already teenagers was insane for starters, but at the same end, fortunately it's been successful. But, um, you know, I think even more valuable is the fact that they were old enough to understand what was going on and kind of go through that journey with us. And, um, yeah, I think they've learned a lot from the experience. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting. I think they look at us with a new level of respect, too, mm-hmm. because they've seen, I'm sure, you know, the, the effort and the work and, you know, the out, countless hours that we spend talking about the business at home and everything mm-hmm. else. But they've been along for the journey. And literally, you know, our, our nine year old, you know, loves being at pop ups selling products <laughs> to people that are in line. Uh, and uh, she's so good product. at it, you guys. It's hilarious. <laughs> What does she, she say? She could sell woman. ice to an Eskimo. I mean, she just does it with passion and like won't let the person leave until they buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't tell her no. It's unbelievable. And no one wants to say ni- no to a nine-year-old either. So it like really works out well for us. It's funny because it's like selling, it's not going to make a dent. 
Yeah, you know, it's like one coconut scrub. Yeah. She's like, they've got to buy this for my family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like featured in Sephora, Alta, like yeah, all these exactly. places. It's like, they've got to buy this lip glossy. I know, but it makes one her feel so time. good. Yeah, one product yeah, at a time. Exactly. And your son, I'm sure all the ladies want the product. I'm sure. It's like, he's the coolest guy in school. We were, sure. oh, we were dying laughing the other day. I'm like, they're really loving the Kapari. It brings the girls in. Big I'm time. sure. Yeah. Does, exactly. he, does he ask you for a free product? Yeah, does he have a stash in his oh, backpack? every birthday party, every, wow. you know, event, they're bringing Kapari. How smart. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I I'm know. like, it's easy too. Genius. Yeah. So for you, you mentioned it earlier, um, but do you guys turn off at night? Like, do you ever, are you guys ever like, we should stop talking about we, work? We do say that a lot, but we suck at it. I know. At the end yeah. of the day. Me and um, Lindsay are like that too. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, hey, what's going on with you? And then we're like, nah, no <laughs> more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you see that email? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what makes it really hard is this, this business is so consuming, uh, you know, from eight in the morning to five, six, seven o'clock at night when we're done for both of us. And then it's family time. Um, but outside of the business and family, we don't have a whole lot else going on, right? As opposed to a situation where you have a you know a married couple where the wife was doing one thing and the husband was doing something else, and you'd have your own unique stories from whatever you were experiencing that day or with your career, whatever the case may be, we're sort of in it together, right? So, you know, it, it's either family stuff, kids stuff, business stuff, and other, outside of that, we're like, man, we need to come up with some new things to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. And but even our kids will be like, Abby, especially, she's like, this is family time. You're not allowed to talk about it. So they help set boundaries too. No, it's true. But I think that we're in that point, Bryce and I now like five years into Kapari, where we are trying to create new conversations. Cause I mean, it's not always healthy to just be obsessed with one thing, you know? Mm For you, what have you seen? So you weren't work. You were stay at home, correct? Mm-hmm. Before this, yeah. so for you, you were working when mm-hmm. she was stay at home. What has been like cool about seeing her transition in the five years with Kopari to like working again and being such a part of the business? What has that been like? Yeah, I mean, make no mistake. I mean, Gigi has always been a go getter yeah. from the time I I met her. So like, she wasn't working. Yeah, she had a career. I mean, she was a reporter, as you guys know, and then she worked in pharma took a break to raise our kids, which, which was a decision that we both made together. Mm-hmm. I think we both feel it was a, a good one. Um, but she Best immediately ever. was like the PTG president of the school and was like, <laughs> no chance mom. No She's chill. like, Hey, any work you can do, I don't chill. need to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. No, literally. I'm like, I will work for free. I had a baby on my hip and I'm like, I let's start a marketing you. program at the school. <laughs> Right. She's like, what? <laughs> literally, literally built a marketing program that wasn't there before at, wow. at, at the kids' school. So, you know, she's always been a go-getter. She's always been very, you know, purpose-driven. And um, But seeing her come into, what, what was interesting is I worked for my family's business for, you know, since I was in high school, full-time after graduating from college and ran that business for about 15 years before breaking off to start this one. And uh, that that was an interesting transition, a difficult, difficult time for sure. And, um, you know, when you're going out to start something new, you've got no idea whether it's going to work or not. So I was having to balance essentially both careers. And, and Gigi immediately picked up on that and was like, look, tell me where you need me. Like uh, I can come mm-hmm. in and help you balance where you're going to be negligent with your family's business. And so she was in the office two, three days a week while I was jumping back and forth. And so was there for the transition really helped me kind of work through, 
you know, managing both of these businesses. And then, and then, yeah, it was a ton of fun when we both were able to say, okay, we can both jump in with both feet into Kapari and, and drive this thing. And what was that conversation like between you both when you decided to go all in on Kapari? I think we realized that the potential was there. I mean, look, we have a mortgage, three kids, a lot of expenses. So there, it was a huge risk. And once we realized that it was a viable risk, um, we quit our day job and this was our new day job. Yeah. It was just like any startup scary, but super, super exciting. And mm-hmm. and our business partner, uh, James Brennan, who was a college classmate of, of both of ours and a serial entrepreneur, I mean, he's another just get shit done kind of guy. And he's mm-hmm. like, look, guys, this is something special. Believe in it. I've seen this play out the right way. I can help you with the resources. And and it took a lot of trust in him and what he brought to the table, too. And, um, you know, it was it, it was it was a crazy um, ledge to step off of. But uh, but obviously it's worked out mm-hmm. great. And you, I mean, you're just like, I love when you talk about that, when you were working, how you were just like, what can I do to help? Like, how can I make this easier? It's my, I guess my experience with my parents, not to shade on them, but it never was so teamwork like that. Like where it's like, how do you need help? How can I help you? Kind of like going with the ebbs and flows of life. Have you guys always been such a good team in that way and able to support each other through like all the decisions you've had? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we have a true partnership and there's times where I'll take the lead or he'll take the lead and that's okay. It just depends on the situation or the context. But I think what's unique about us is like our relationships really built off um, a strong foundation and a friendship and love. And it's like, we're both here to see each other become our best selves and work together to, you know, support our family. So whatever that means that day that we need to do, we're going to do it. Yeah. I think we've just been lucky in that in mm-hmm. that respect. It's always been a partnership and we haven't had to work. I mean, yeah, it's all yeah. work, but we haven't had to force it. Yeah. I, it's natural. I should say. Yeah. You're right. Wow. Natural. Mm-hmm. And look, we were, we were super good friends for you know, four or five years before our first kiss. We had really? Yes. Yeah. So I think you know that was who that, made the move. Yeah. It was me. Yeah. <laughs> we were. Sitting we, didn't, at, we don't know. She started a marketing program at school. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, we were sitting on a luggage rack in a hotel lobby. As you do. Um, and we were talking and I look over and all of a sudden we just start making out. I'm like, <laughs> yes, finally. Oh, <laughs> wait, had you been like, kind of ta- like date? Like, was there any expression of like, I like you, you like me? Or was it just I mean, friends to making out? She was we were- hoping it was going to go there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so were you. I think one of his guy friends was like, whoa, Gigi's hot. And he's like, oh, I better you know, tap yeah. into that before he dies. <laughs> but I could tap that. <laughs> guys always be, like if it's so yeah. funny. Like if one guy's like, man, she's hot there. I'm like, yeah, she's really yeah, hot. Exactly. <laughs> it's like such mom mentality. One's like, I think I'm going to get married. They're like, I think I'm going to get married. So they literally Just are like, the like there was one guy, the permission we had, I don't know if it was a friend or something, but he was like, it's like, what, you know, made you decide to get married? He's like, well, I had a friend. He was talking about getting married. And I realized, I'm like, okay, that was the story. Like, yeah, super like, simple. Super simple. He's yeah. like, looks around, all his friends are doing it. And he's like, all right. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, I think I should go get married. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're doing it? All right, I need yeah, to go do this. Yeah, sounds good. He's like, all right, guys, we're doing this. And remind me, how long did you date before getting married? 
Three years. Yeah. And oh, nice. one of those Solid. years, I was in Beaumont, Texas. That's reporting. Right. What was that like? What was that like to like maintain that, you know, communication and connection? Yeah, that was, that was a, yeah, a bumpy road for sure. The phone sex was great. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Always. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Outside of that, it was a bumpy road. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth sailing. Yeah, exactly. He was like, wait, what? Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Uh, but I knew it was something she had to go. It was a, you know, an itch she had to scratch. And, um, you know, we, there's, you know, while it was tough, we've got great stories to tell around it now. And, you know, going out there the first time to visit her after dropping her, literally just dropping her off in that's complex in Beaumont, Texas. And she starts this job and she's, you know, calling me all the time, talking about excited, how exciting it was. And I show up for the first time. She's like, look, I've got to be on the news tonight. Just come into the apartment and turn it on. I'll be on at seven. And uh, I flipped the switch on. And this is in Beaumont, Texas, which is amazing, but the armpit of the <laughs> South. And uh, and she's covering literally a, a, a pig competition. No, she is interviewing like. And did you know, so beautifully. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm like, this pig show is awesome. Wow. Yeah. Oh but you just got to get into whatever you're doing and love it and live 100%. it. I mean, honestly, I was like, if I can be happy in Beaumont, Texas, I can be happy anywhere. I made great friends. I explored the state of Texas, which is incredible. I mean, like Houston, Dallas, Austin. It's like I made the most of it. And I think you have to do that wherever you are in life because yeah. you're always waiting for that, you know, next location, that next better thing. It's like, it's right here right now. And I think a lot of the skills I learned there I'm using today. And I know we talked about that last time. The other thing I think when we were in Beaumont, Texas is we really dove deep and we talked about a lot of the things that we each wanted in life and in the partnership. And it allowed us to be honest and really kind of outline what we were thinking in terms of kids and how we viewed money and all of yeah, those conversations sure. that you don't necessarily have when you're together and you go to dinner and, you know, it's more romantic. It was like, this is the real deal. And do now we're making a conscious decision of like, do we want to be together versus if I had just stayed, it would have been like, it would have naturally flowed into my friends getting married. And so am I totally. Yeah. yeah it forced <laughs> yeah. us to kind of really explore it and sort of, you know, mm. This this takes the romanticism out of it, but kind of game plan, like yeah. what we both want, literally down to how many kids we wanted to have, mm-hmm. and our aspirations were. And, you know, when you're on the phone, you know, two hours a night, you, you tend to end up having to have those conversations. And I think it helped us out a lot. I really do, too. I think sure. it made yeah. us closer and it was honest. Yeah. For the money thing, were you guys like, because I think a lot of people just be like, I want to make tons of money. Like what mm-hmm. kind of game planning was done in that way? Or how did you guys kind of have that conversation? Especially when you're in Beaumont, Texas, making yeah. millions. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. yeah. like $10 an hour. Honestly, Working it's all night, every night. It's getting so exploited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, truly. I, I think. For us, money was not, I mean, look, we always wanted to have a nice life and provide for the kids and be able to go to nice dinners and all that. But I think our end goal was more like fam focused on family, being together, creating experiences. Um, and money was secondary yeah. to us, I felt my, like. My measure was always like, if I can just, you know, have the same life and give my kids the same life that I had growing up, which I had an amazing upbringing. That was, you know, that, that was the bar that I'd set really yeah. money was, 
I mean, I think I always and both of us knew that we would be successful in whatever mm-hmm. we did, um, but but not necess- we weren't necessarily you know tying that to wealth mm-hmm. and what we made. It's more yeah. about just like, hey, what do we need to do to to get ourselves into a, a happy place, right? Mm-hmm. And, and to uh, set ourselves up for for an amazing life together. And I think we're both really hardworking and driven and executors. And like for me, that's what fills my cup and not really the money. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it off your hands. If you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is what was like the most challenging part of you know being in partnership together in business and something that like you look back on and wish you could impart because I know a lot of a lot of you know couples are going mm-hmm. into business together or even just mm-hmm. friendships as well. Um, but what was the most challenging and like what would you tell yourselves back then? I think we've had some really tough moments. I mean, look, you start this business, it's different than when you go to an established business and everything's set up and you kind of know what you're doing. I mean, the learning curve was huge. The growth was so quick. The pressure was huge. So when you have two people in this relationship in this house that are under a lot of stress, that's hard within the context of the relationship. It's hard because if you had that one person that wasn't, they could be like, okay, I'm going to lighten your load today. But we were both heavy, um, which really was hard. But I think we kept the communication alive. We were honest about it. We're like, this is just a really hard time in our relationship, but we're in it for the long haul. We love each other. We've got the foundation. Like, We're going to get through this. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think I feel like we're yeah, kind of there. I'm out the other side. I think yeah. one thing that we, if we were to do this again, would do differently is we've spent, and this is more of my fault than Gigi's, I spend so much time worrying about the stuff that's not going right and not enough time celebrating the wins along the way. I'm just a worrier mm-hmm. by nature, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and look again, as I said earlier, you know, we've, we've got a mortgage and three kids and, you know, we happen to decide to put them in private school. We're like, you know, I'm like, what are we doing? And trust me, there, there are a lot of days, even a year ago where we thought this thing could go the wrong way and it could be over. But if I'd spent more time, like I do now celebrating the wins, it's funny. We had a big event here um, this year, just before Christmas, it was a friends and families deal. And we invited a ton of our friends that live in the community to be here and we're hanging out. And one of them was talking to me and, and she was like, it was, uh, Shannon Cates was like, look, I, I hope you're, you've done your victory lap here. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We have a ton of wood to chop still. We have so much work left to do. And there's still a ton of, she's like, shut up, take a step back and, and you need to do a victory lap. And I'm like, gosh, you know what? You're right. I, I mm-hmm. haven't, uh, we haven't done enough victory laps. Right. I think had we been focused on the successes and the wins more, it would have taken the pressure off of our relationship mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. When we saw you at that event, I was like, you know, you're crushing it, right? And she's like, please look at this letter my son wrote. And the whole time you were showing me this letter your son wrote on your broken screen phone. I was yeah. like, I love you so much. You're crushing it and you have a broken screen phone. And we're just talking about your son. Yeah. I was like, I literally love you. Is it so cracked? Still broken. There you still go. Cracked. That's, a, that's a new crack. And I have a new essay I want to show you that he wrote. Uh, I think part of, so you know, I think that we do need to celebrate it more. And I think it's for, important for everyone to celebrate their wins. I think one thing that keeps us grounded also though, is we really both know what's important and what's important is our health. It's the balance, it's family, it's, you know, that love and obviously success at work is important too, but I think we have that perspective too. Cause it's like, 
after work, I'm going home, we're cooking, doing laundry. So it's like, you look from the outside and you think it's like this glamorous, amazing, you're crushing it. And I'm it's like, true. yeah, I can't wait to get into my PJs, uh, you know, watch Modern Family with my kids mm-hmm. and eat dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Crushing back to the basics. hard work. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too, is like, it's, it's interesting too, you know, like with us growing the business, it's like at one point, you know, when we're working full-time jobs and doing this on the side for two years, it's like, oh my God, you know, I can't wait till we're doing this full-time. And like, that's like kind of the problem, you know, like, okay, mm-hmm. where our time is the problem, you know, we're doing, we haven't been able to do it full-time. So then we become full-time and it's like, then there's like new problems. It's like, all right, yeah. we've got like a team, we have like, you know, like money, all this stuff. And it's like interesting. And I think about that now is like, there's always problems, you know, no matter what. It's like you guys now, if you would have looked at yourself five years ago, you'd be like, oh my God. For amazing. Yeah. This is, we're the best. Yeah. But it's like, because everything mm. happens, so it looks like it happens quickly, but it actually happens very slowly. Yep. So you, so you kind of adjust, you adjust <laughs> yeah. to every situation and you know, you always find ways to kind of not make it exactly like it. You feel like as amazing as it should be. And that mm-hmm. human brain of yours is always just like, all right. So what should we be worried about? Yeah, like honestly. you said, the worrier, like I get that. I totally, yeah. totally get that. We're kind of always have something we're a little bit worried yeah. about. It's mm-hmm. like, and that's just I'll to protect it, us. Literally. You know? If there's nothing, I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll make it happen. But you've got to train yourself to quiet the side of your brain. Yes. Right? You, you, you really do. Yes. You really exactly. do. And I, I think one thing that's helpful for us too, and we were talking about this over the weekend is when we go out into, like I went to a Nordstrom trend show event with, with mm-hmm. Gigi a couple of months ago. And I'm, you know, most of my time is spent here in the office running the business. I'm not out in the public as often and I'm not in the stores and I'm not able to see, you know, the, the consumer's reactions to the brand and to the product. Um, but that, that event, she was like, you need to come with me to this thing. Let's get up on stage and tell our story. I'm like, all right, let's go. And it was like 7am. We had to be at Nordstrom. Like who goes to Nordstrom at 7am and we show up and there are like hundreds and hundreds of Get people, out of here. not just lines out it was the a trend door. show. So there are a lot of other brands there, but it was all the VIP shoppers that were there at, I think they started lining up at six 30. There were 800 of them. Wow. And, uh, and they're all, you know, we walk out on this like, you know, runway or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, and Abby was with us. And Abby was with us and seeing their reaction to us and then coming down to our booth and buying our product and talking about how much they, I mean, those are the moments where I'm like, wow, we, we yeah. created something special here. Mm-hmm. Or like when you're in a restaurant and someone pulls out like the lip gloss scene or like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> or, totally. you know, someone doesn't know that we're with Kapari and they're like, wait, have you heard of this brand? And I'm like, oh my God, I love you. Oh. You just mm-hmm. made my day, you Truly. know, those unexpected moments. Yeah. But I think it's really, for me, like you just said, it's the consumers and our, you know, our fans who- The community. Yeah, mm-hmm. that love the brand and who are super loyal and invested and like excited by what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's like us on tour. Like we do these events on tour and- Every time, like me and Lindsay are setting up, like we are sweeping if needed. We are like laying the mats down. We are, you know, doing everything. And every time I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's so stressful. You're like, you don't know the locational. It's just like, there's so many things. I want the smell to be right. The lights, the sound, like everything. Like I'm insane. And then we see people walk in. We're like, oh, I would do this a hundred billion times. Yeah, You know what I mean? I I would do this a million times over. It just creates that amazing energy. Like once the people are there and you're interacting Mm -hmm. and I think also for me, like I love 
that they hear my story and they're inspired. Like from some of our teenage, you know, our friends, teenage girls who are like, oh my gosh, I want to start my own business to like another um, mom who's a stay-at-home mom and was like, I'm so inspired by your story. I kind of thought my life was over and now I'm realizing, oh my God, there's a whole new chapter. So for me, I feel like that's super rewarding to share our story, to help inspire others to kind of live their dreams. Speaking of amazing energy, we are in your headquarters in HQ. La Jolla. I mean, it is so beautiful and the energy in here. We walked in, we were like, oh yeah, my it's God. Insane. So, I mean- I've been so, in many a corporate offices. Truly. And they special. do not have- It's special. What were you like- vibe. What was the vision for this and the vision for like the way in which you were going to just kind of like set the tone for your company, for your team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think if you'd have seen where we started, <laughs> you'd understand why we needed a space like this. It was interesting. Like we 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 knew we had the you know the resources to open up our own office. Um, the team was growing. I think we're at thirty two team members now. Um, you know, I spent the first fifteen years of my career driving 35, 40 minutes to work, and you know, I, I thought if if we're going to have this opportunity to go open up our own office, a, it's going to be in our neighborhood, and we live right over the hill, and and b, it's going to be a, a space that you know, kind of is a little bit of the same vibe that we might have at home and make it feel like a home and um, wanted it to be super collaborative. And and it was interesting. We took the design to this group that um, James, our partner, was in the restaurant hospitality space prior to starting Suja. Mm. And uh, they had this amazing design group that did all their restaurants. He goes, let's, let's just have them come in, look at the brand. We'll give them a little bit of vision and, uh, on what we'd like to see in the space. And he spent an hour with us understood what we wanted and literally what you see here was the first draft of of his design it was really? like, yeah i mean i think you have to think about the fact that you spend more time at work than you spend anywhere else and we really wanted this to be a place where people felt comfortable and productive and creative and i think the space really entices people to feel that way um but i do remember when we first <laughs> came into the space price was like Oh my gosh! Did we bite off more than we could really chew yeah. here? And warrior, now, warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this, this thing was completely gutted. Wow! And we were we were in a really like you know fast paced high growth period of of the business at that time. And I was also meeting with the contractor here twice a week and making mm-hmm. decisions about all these things we had to do. Plus, we were on a budget and everything else. But uh, now there's not know, a hindsight. Thank God we did it. And you said it's not. I mean, we wanted this thing to be anything but corporate. Yeah. Um, um, we wanted it to be super open and collaborative and, and you know, just, just the way we've set the office up. Everybody from the digital team, the marketing team, to the retail team are, are constantly collaborating collaborating with each other and, and getting to know each other better, which is, which is so hugely important. valuable for us. Yeah. And now there's not a desk left. In fact, we've got to expand yeah. wow. because we've got so many people. The other thing we wanted to do is make this space not only used for work, but also for events and for influencers and for anyone they're welcome to come use the space and like feel part of the <laughs> Gigi. Yeah. Anyone, anyone on the street can use party. the space. Party. Wait, she's like anyone can the guy come. in the corner comes up, yeah. gets a shower every morning. Party. party. You're going to see me in my pajamas like making breakfast. Like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> you said I could use the space. Right. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, we use it like influencers come and shoot content here. We've had That's so many dream. events here. I mean, yeah, it's so like, smart. 
literally this little this vanity bathroom setup that you, it's not even plumbed i mean it's really? yeah 100 i saw plumbing. that yeah well, whose idea like who, how did you guys know because that's something as an influencer or whatever being in the space like you guys have done so well yes mm-hmm. was that purposeful did you guys know the power of of social media in that way like your strategies that you've deployed with that are so smart whose ideas were that uh, I, th- I think we were all understanding how important Instagram was and, and how important influencers were when we started the business. As a matter of fact, we were talking with influencers and, and, and drafting contracts with them before we'd even launched product. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so we knew, at, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of capital at the time and didn't have a lot of resources, but we knew that was, you know, the, the quickest and most cost efficient way to start to make some noise. And, um, and, and, you know, Gigi and Kiana have done an amazing job with our content and kind of the vision for how everything should look and feel. And it's not just about like, hey, buy our product. It's about like, here's our vibe. Here's mm-hmm. our aesthetic. Here's kind of this lifestyle that we're that we're creating. And um, yeah, I mean, we we rolled the dice and that's where we put our resources and our capital early days. And, and I think it's really paid off. And a lot of those influencers we've grown with, like we've like we're watching you guys explode and we're on mm-hmm. the same path 100%. together. Yeah. Um, so that's really fun to see. It's yeah. beautiful. It's so fun for yeah. us to be a part of. Yeah. yeah. We feel so, like, so lucky. No, it's just, I never mm-hmm. thought I'd be in a position in my life where, you know, I was like coming from the corporate world. I worked in corporate jobs. I, I wasn't really attached to my clients. I wasn't really attached to their business or my mm-hmm. business, but to come from a space where I'm so attached to my business and I'm so attached to my partner's businesses and invested in their growth. They're invested in mine. And it's so much, and it's a human level too, mm-hmm. you know, to know that like they could make money from us. I can make money from them, but it's like a conscious way for us to both live and grow is like, I didn't know it was possible. And it's nice. Cause we've got those direct relationships. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're all helping each other grow our business and it's face to face. We know who we're working with. So I think that's huge. I think, you know, the way I see influencers is I really feel like everyone's an influencer from the person working in the store who's selling a product to my friend, to her daughter. I mean, we all have the power and there's no one better to hear it from than your peers, right? So, I mean, that's Mm. how I buy a lot of my products. So I really think, you know, there's the macro influencers, there's a micro, but I really view everyone as an influencer. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's really important. Yeah. And how cool is it that, that advertising air quotes, um, has become that personable now, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's 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 not just about you I know, agree. an ad on TV or again the buy me, buy me, buy me. Yeah, but it's really being built through authentic relationships and people that really do love the brand, and then a brand that really do love the message that people like you two are putting out, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you're able to create noise in the market and and you know blow up a brand that way is 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 incredible. Yeah, I think we've never had, our voices have never had so much power, all of us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an amazing thing. I know so many of my parent friends are like, this social media thing's awful. And I'm like, look, there's bad and good to everything. But the good is we all have a really powerful voice now. And you can, like, there's movements that are created just from, exactly you know, social media that are, you know, it obviously can be very dark, but there's just such beauty that we can, the democratization of information and our voices is like such a beautiful thing. And it's huge. It's really provided, I think, an opportunity for brands like Kopari and other brands that are founded from people like you to really grow and become Mm -hmm. massive brands that are next to huge 
you know, Unilever, Procter and Gable brands in Mm -hmm. bigger stores. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Um, I wanted to ask, so if you could tell for people advice for people that are wanting to start a business, Mm -hmm. what would be one piece of advice you would give to them? Or like, what's a mistake that you guys made when you guys were growing the business that you wish you would have avoided? You want to start that off? Yeah, I'll start that off. I would say my biggest piece of advice is just freaking do it. I mean, you can hem and haw and make it perfect and wait for this and wait for that. Just do it. Um, Keep your day job, be practical, but don't let fear hold you back. It's a loser. I mean, I remember the day Bryce and I looked at each other and I'm like, look, on our deathbed, I would rather say that we tried than never do it at all. And that's where we had our aha moment. And we're like, what do we have to lose? Um, So I think that is my biggest piece of advice. Just do it. You're going to make mistakes. Mistakes are okay as long as you learn from them. That's my other big piece of advice. To create something where um, there's a white space and make it from your heart. The reason I think our brand is so successful is in part, we didn't have all the barriers and chains of like a beauty background. We built something that we really believed in. We really believed in coconut. We all wanted products that were clean um, and natural. So that was super important to us. And then we incorporated a lifestyle that you can see in this office, that you can see outside our window. Bryce is an avid surfer. Kiana's from Hawaii. Um, I've always been concerned with health and wellness. So like when you look at this office and our products, it looks like us. It's not, we're not trying to be someone else, you know? Yes. Yeah. No, I think, I think you did a, a great job describing that. I think it's, it's vitally important that whatever it is that you decide you're going to do, that you're, you're just extremely passionate about it. Right. Because um, once you do take that leap and once mm. you do go all in and Jeej was spot on, I mean, you really do at some point just have to be like, look, this could go completely wrong for us, but we believe in it. And, and we didn't spend any time studying trend reports and under, analyzing and understanding whether this was a good strategic decision for us. I, we just, we had this idea we couldn't stop talking about, right? And I believed in it so deeply that there wasn't a need to go do all that, right? We just we just knew we had something. So, you know, make sure it's something you're passionate about because you know once once you do get going, it's it is it it consumes your life in a, in a, in a very positive way. But it's um it's it's all you'll you'll be thinking about or or activating on for for quite a while. So you've you've got to make sure that it's passionate. Um, I don't know less. What was the second part of that question? Lessons or mistakes? Yeah, a mistake maybe you guys made that you were like ah. Oh. Oh my God, we've made so many. Yeah, we period. We, we make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, um. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, and I say this to our kids too, like a mistake's not a mistake if you learn from it. Because if you do it twice, three times, then I'm like, oh my God, I'm pissed. But again, mistakes are part of life. It's like get up and continue to put mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other and fight the battle. But mistakes are part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll go back to what I said earlier. I mean, one, one mistake is, you know, that you, you really want to try and avoid is avoid spending too much time worrying about shit, right? Mm -hmm. Take, take that time and channel it into thinking strategically or, you know, get back to that original passion you had Mm -hmm. for whatever it was that you're, that, that you were, that you're going to start. 
you know, I think that, and, and then again, I think the other thing that we've kind of fallen into the trap of is we have to keep growing super, super fast and we have to launch more products and we have, y- you also have to kind of take a step back and, mm-hmm. and make sure you're being thoughtful about, about the things that you do. I mean, when, when a brand like ours starts to catch fire, you, you sort of feel that pressure mm-hmm. to, to really step on the gas, which, which to some degree you have to do, but you've got to be careful with that. I feel like that too, actually. Yeah. For us. Because uh, you want to capitalize and yes. strike while mm-hmm. the iron's hot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, I'm so grateful for every opportunity. I'm like, it's hard to oh, I'm, yeah, it's hard to say no. I'm like, I'm so mm-hmm. grateful. Like, I feel so lucky. I you never thought I'd have these opportunities. So I like, I'm like, you know, just doing everything. And mm-hmm. it's like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's that it's shiny kind of, object syndrome, right? Yeah. I mean, every like, time um, we see one and I have that tendency to, we've got, we've got to go, go. We've got to do it. Exactly. One thing that we talked about yesterday, actually, it came up at this conference is we need to get better at saying no. And I'm not good at that. Same. I like to be part of everything. And I, I really do want people to be happy, but I think we all have to make sure that it's not at our own expense either, or it's not at the expense of, you know, where we're utilizing our resources and focusing. So no is a really important and powerful word that I need to get better at using. Mm. Was there a situation that happened mm. where you're like, ah, I need to say no? Um, not specifically. It was just like an exercise on, you know, being able to do that so that you can stay focused. Like I always tell people like, you've got a pie of energy. It's a hundred percent, right? So wherever you're going to spend that, you're taking away from that pie. There is no more. Like it's only the pie of a hundred percent. So how you divide that time between a project within work or a product. I'm like, you got to divide it. You can't get more of it. So I think it's just about that and prioritizing even in life. So you go outside of work. Okay. What percentage of time am I going to spend on, you know, the family and us, and that's in the conversations and everything. So I think you just really have to like set your priorities. With the brand being like your baby and Mm -hmm. so passionate about it. And hiring a team, a big team, you know, within three years, it's pretty incredible. How have you like been able to give feedback? Because I can imagine that like there is a learning curve in terms of like people learning about the brand and how you do business and and all of that. What ways do you give feedback that you've found to be the most effective? Yeah, I think one exercise that we went through recently, and again, looking back, this is another thing we should have done early on, is is we've just now really established our, our mission and our values and our kind of vision statement. We, we work with some friends that kind of help companies, fast-growing companies, um, to kind of get their arms wrapped, wrapped around the culture of their, of their company. Mm-hmm. And I think we sort of knew what our vision was, but we weren't doing a good job of putting it out there for everybody else. And they helped us walk through kind of like, a, here's how important this is, and and here's a great process to establish it. And it is insane how difficult it is to get mm-hmm. your mission, your vision, and your values down into three, four sentences, right? And and I, I mean, we've spent six months really getting it narrowed yeah. down to wow. what we think is exactly what it should be. And, and it's got to be succinct, it's got to be powerful, and it's got to cover kind of everything you've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like each word matters. You're like, yes. Every word. <laughs> Every single word. Uh-huh. I would have never imagined that, that it would take that wow. much work. But you know, again, we have that now and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that everybody's living by it. And as we hire moving forward, you know, those will be questions we'll ask ourselves. Like, does, does this candidate embody our values, our mission, Mm -hmm. our our vision? And, um, you know, again, going back to like, if we had it to do again, 
I definitely we would we would make that a priority out of the gates. Mm-hmm. It's hard because you're like, oh, I would have done it earlier, but then it's like we were kind of not ready. I mean, you know, and True. the other thing is we've grown so quickly. I think, you know, the culture team that came in really helped us like, you know, you go from being a child to high school to college and there's this gradual progression and ours has been so quick that we really needed that help from an outside source to help kind of establish some of the process and like reviews and formalize a lot of those things that we were just five people like trying to get a box shipped, you know, I mean, so now we're able to like take it to a higher level. I think also hiring experienced people has been a huge asset. They've brought not only the experience from the industry, but they've also brought a lot of the process and like formalized things, which is super helpful. And they're combining that, you know, corporate environment, but then with our really progressive company. And I think it's a good balance between the two. Yeah. No Mm -hmm. doubt about it. It's probably so refreshing for them too. It is. Sure. Yeah. I mean, our our most recent hire had been, you know, with Estee Lauder and Cody for 16 years, right? So as corporate as corporate comes, but working for great brands. Mm -hmm. um, And and I remember thinking, gosh, is he too corporate? We're this really progressive forward thinking company. And, you know, the fantastic guy, he's been an amazing fit. And we did start to realize like, we kind of needed a little bit of corporate culture and and structure because I certainly don't come from that. Gigi doesn't, James and Kiana don't. So he's helped us really kind of understand how we manage people better and and kind of set that that sort of you know. It's usually like you can go from corporate to less, but it's hard to go from less to more. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to go backwards because mm-hmm. yeah, at some point you're like, you just be like, wow, fuck this. You know, you can't, <laughs> yeah. Like, I yeah. want to wear jeans all day. Exactly. Um the balance of both is great. Yes, it is. And there's it, there's part of me too that finds comfort in structure. Yeah, you 100%. know, so if there is like a structure of some kind, I find a comfort in that, you know, with the business. But it's interesting about the mission values because we just did ours. And it's so, we're so thankful to have conversations with people like you and our guests and everything like that. And Lindsay had the idea, but it's like, to, to do that and have that as a business for us being so young is just so nice. And we can apply like all the learnings that you guys talk about like mm-hmm. to us. And it helps too. you to, to say no, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so there's an event that we're being asked to do this. Okay. Like, let's kind of go back to like 100%. what our vision is, like what our values are, you know, cause sometimes it does not fit and we don't realize it until we remind ourselves of like what we established. Yeah. So I and think it's for brands super... that we work with too. You know, so it's like, what brands do we work with? Like, these are the brands that we want to be associated with. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. this is the events that we want to be associated with. This is what we want people to think of when they think of us. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes those decisions so much easier, right? Because you you know what you have to abide by. Mm -hmm. And it helps for like, I mean, even just thinking about which like freaks me out, but at the same time excites me, but like us being associated with you. Right. And like, yeah, if you saw us working with like someone or speaking at something that wasn't quite aligned, like that, you might be like, huh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's really important for us to like keep our relationships really, you know, authentic and in line. You know what I mean? It's People just, lose faith when yeah. you're not adhering to your true North, whatever that is as a person, as a company. Um, and when you lose that, people start to question it. I know. And yeah, and it's hard to get it back. Yeah, and that's know. the most important thing. Yeah, with like having a voice too, and like 
again, the democratization of information, you know, it's hard mm-hmm. to get that back. Mm-hmm. Um, last question for me. What are you guys excited about for this year? Just getting started in 2019. Oh my gosh. I know what I'm excited for. Sun care? <laughs> sun care? <laughs> no. I, well, uh, first of all, we've got an insane product pipeline. pipeline this year. I mean, we've got so many amazing products that are coming out, but I think that the thing I'm most excited about is um, Bryce, Kiana, and I are traveling to the Philippines in March. To go to the... We are going to... um, We are building villages in the Philippines for people who work on the coconut plantation where we source our coconuts. And they've lost their homes in natural disasters. And we are building two Kapari villages for them. Um, We're going to go there. One of our sons is going with us as well. And we're going to actually work on the physical houses and help build them. We're going to meet um, and interact with all the families who are also working on the houses so that they feel very invested and have sweat equity in the house. And it's just going to be an incredible experience. Yeah. And we're just so excited to give back to the people who have given us this amazing opportunity, which is built around coconut and this amazing ingredient that's yeah. so versatile and incredible. Wow. You guys are the I real deal. I should have gone first on I know. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's nothing more it's so true. Honestly, let, we'll, Just say we'll ditto and year. then give us your second. Yeah. <laughs> I know. No, I, mean, that's, I mean, it's like give back has always been something that's been important to us and our partners from day one. And, and you know, again, as you're a brand new company, there's only, only so much that you can give. And and um, But even so, we, we donated to a, an organization called Waves for Water that um, John Rose is an amazing guy, if you don't know anything about him, started that organization. And um, and that's been a great part. But we haven't really been able to emphasize it and, and really tie it back to the brand and to, the, to kind of who we are as a company. Once we started to develop a better relationship with these with these farmers and these and these plantations in the Philippines, you know, we just said, "Hey, is there anything we can do to help you guys out? We're so grateful for everything you've done for us." Mm-hmm. And they are such amazing, amazing people, kind you guys. People. It's it would blow your mind. Yeah, they were like, "Look, we have this organization that's that's you know gathering funds and resources to build homes for these people that have lost their homes." And uh, yeah, so we're building 20 homes. Wow. And uh, 20 homes constitutes a village. And so they're going to allow us to call this this village Kapari Village, which will, which will be just, mm-hmm. it'll be incredible. We're going to take a film crew with us there. To I was going to say, it. I was like, I, know. I hope. Because, Same. you know, sometimes it's like, you're like, oh, should I like cover this? Is this like, I don't know. But I think to, to for consumers to know that they're investing in a brand that is, you know, giving back. It's like, we talked about this the other day with, with someone else as well. It's like you become an instant activist and you're able to give back, even though you, they might not be able to go to the Philippines and help build houses. It's like, you know, investing in Kopari will... Yep. 100 percent you're spot on and that and that's something that we've kind of challenged ourselves to do like hey you know we don't we don't want this to be a campaign right we went and did this and then we came back and it was back to business as usual we want this thing to be evergreen and we'll build some programs out so that we'll be able to continue to help these people over there so i'm also a little over the shame that people feel about doing good work 
Like you guys should bring a film crew because people should know that you're doing, because it's not mm-hmm. about you. It's about helping the people and it's about that good energy and, mm-hmm. you know, giving back and just being in a partnership with people. Like right. they give to you, you give to them. It's mm-hmm. like a beautiful thing and it should be shared. People should see it. It's like people look at unboxing videos all day online or like <laughs> little boys looking at toys that, you know, there's such right. silly stuff on the internet. Like why can't we share amazing, awesome things that we're doing that help Everyone, 100%. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, you know, inspiring people to live their best life and to be happy is is something that I feel like we in the brand does for other people. And this is part of that. So it's not some like, you know, departure from who we really are. This is truly yes. what we want. And Bryce and I were talking about this um, the other day, like giving back has been a core part of our family values forever. I mean, our kids have been like singing at the local, you know, elderly center since they were in sec, you know, second grade. So this is a big part of our life and our work mirrors our life and yeah. what's important to us. And that is huge for us mm. as people. Yeah. Love. Uh, last question from me. So we talk about it sometimes. We talk about men and and their self-care. And I'm just wondering, like, with these products, with this company and this culture, like how you found a new appreciation for taking care of yourself and things like that. Because I think a lot of men do deserve it and they don't really know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think more guys are starting to I agree. Em- embrace, I agree. you know, they're, 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 you know, I think the men's grooming category in and of itself is, is growing really, really fast. Um, but I think it's more around personal care and like, you know, hair products, whatever. Right. But, um, uh, again, I'll go back to to uh, James, our our partner. He, he's the last guy on the planet that you would think would be talking about, you know, facial serums and and you know uh, our detox mask. <laughs> and he's like, it's crazy. Like I'm using these products now, and I'm addicted to them. Like and and you you do start to realize that you know it's not just about brushing your teeth and putting deodorant on and getting out the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you know these products are experiential and it's just it mm-hmm. is it's kind of a, a self-care movement and I think um I think more and more guys are are embracing that. I agree. And I think they're everyone's also embracing the clean component, right? Because I think you care what you put on your body because, I mean, we're really concerned about what we eat and exercise and health and wellness. So, I mean, everyone's just becoming more focused. It's not even a movement anymore clean. I think it's here to stay. So um, that's a big component Mm -hmm. of our personal care routine too. And that's why, you know, we're continuing to build products. Um, We launched our fragrance-free Dio. We also launched... Yeah. I didn't know that. We've got a fragrance-free Dio. The fragrance-free. Yeah. yeah. Is this the one we have? You have the coconut one, which is kind of our heroes, the original, which is the label. People absolutely love. Yeah. Our girls love it. It's so amazing and it works, which is like... Mm -hmm an anomaly in the clean Dio space. Um, and we just launched toothpaste. It's so, it's good. so good. So I'm it's, almost, I literally just got it the other day. I'm like, how could I use so much? Do you like, are, are, you try the charcoal and the mint? Yeah, yes. I love looking at my black teeth. Like, so do I. <laughs> I giggle so every time. I'm two years it's old. So I'm yeah. like, ah, it's, it's so, so amazing. Um, so it has a natural fluoride alternative. It has no artificial sweeteners or colors and it works so well. I mean, you just feel like your teeth are super clean, minty, fresh, and it helps whiten and brighten the teeth. So 
I think we're continuing. I mean, I think our pipeline's super strong this yeah. year Exciting. and we're continuing to build on that. We've got some surprises later in the year and we just came out with that eye bomb that you tried. Mm-hmm. The starry yeah, eye bomb. looks, yeah, real glowy. Oh my gosh. I'm into it very it's much. Divine. So we'll have to grab one before we Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll get you goodie bags. So good. We're going to shop. This has been so fun. Yeah, this has been a blast. You guys are going to go to dinner at their house. Are you guys you ready? Can, I cannot wait. So I'm going to cook for you guys. Yes. yes. Can we take out the kids? By the way, Bryce is the better cook in the family. I'm the really? sous chef. I love that. I'm the baker. Yeah. Oh, can we, can we ask the last thing? Like what you, what you, we were having this conversation about, <laughs> we don't have to necessarily go to what turns you on, like kind of random things that turn you on, but oh. what do you love about each other? What do you yeah. love most about each other? I, I think that, um, you know, one, one thing about Jesus, she's been such a balancing factor for me from day one. Um, you know, even before we were dating, um, you know, if I'm out of whack, she just has, and I think you get an, a, an idea for, like, you know, the, the soul that she's got. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't matter how out of whack I am for somehow she's got some kind of a Yoda effect on me and, mm-hmm. and um, can quickly get me back into uh, a good place. Mm-hmm. Me too. Oh my God, I'm so going to cry. I love her. Oh, oh my God. I love her. So much. Um, Bryce is honestly the kindest person I've ever met. And I think for me, and this is, part of why I fell in love with him. We just had such a deep friendship and he really loved me for who I was. And I can be totally quirky and crazy and fall asleep in my clothes and be opinionated or whatever. And he's like, I love all of you, mm. which oh, is really on, guys. freaking Just special. Barfing. I know. This is yeah. so good. And this you know so what? Adorable. We have a blast together. Key. I can, t- I can freaking tell. Yeah, I know. And number I'm, one. It's been very interesting Ooh. in my life. I've been surrounded by a lot of people that have been married for a long time and they're very happy, loving relationships. Yes. And it's like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know it was possible. Yeah. It, truly. I, mean, I didn't either. It's really easy, but yeah. uh, if it's right, it's hundred work. And, um, it is possible. Yeah. And again, don't overthink it. You know, I mean, yeah. make, make sure you're right. You're with the right person and don't overanalyze everything. Kids are a game changer, obviously, too. And, you know, I mean, you'll see tonight we're, we're, we're so lucky and so blessed to have the kids that we've got. And, um, you know, they add so much, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marriage to another level. So I yeah, we're wait. super lucky. No two ways about it. Hello, hero. Here we come. Love you. Love you. All right. We'll see you guys later. (laughs) Bye. You guys are awesome. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks so much to Gigi and Bryce for being on the pod. Kapari, we love you. You can find Kapari at kaparibeauty.com slash almost 30 for 20% off. Yes. Stock up. Coconut Crush Grub. All of their products are awesome. We have them on tour. So if you come to any of our events, you will get some Kopari. And in addition to the events we talked about before, I just want to mention, this is a little sneak peek. We have Jenna Zoe, human design expert. She is our reader. She is our dear friend. And we're going to be doing a very special human design workshop. So you will get your chart. We will ask questions about your specific chart and we will figure out and learn how to read your chart as it relates to your soul's purpose. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Human design, like knowing my human design has completely changed my life. I've been able to really focus and also appreciate like just who I am. Yeah, the nuances of who you are. Yeah. It's really beautiful. So that's going to be at Calamigos Guest Ranch in Malibu, the most beautiful location. We'll have food by Live Hungry. 
everything under the sun. That's November 9th. So you can get tickets at almost30podcast.com and looking forward to seeing you guys at that one. Can't wait. Thanks so much for listening. If you're called to review the podcast, that really means so much to us um, on iTunes. And please follow us on Instagram. We're super active on there at almost three zero podcast. I'm at Lindsay Simsick. And Krista has a new handle and she is verified now at it's oh, Krista. Oh yeah, it's Krista bitch. Hey guys, they didn't approve my verification. So um, I'm I'm actually going to bow out of the whole the I, whole thing. It's fun. It's, it's kind of weird because we have the same press. Do you know why? I actually am 100% no. confident. It's because my handle is it's Krista. If you have a, if a name like that is like, it has it's to be. It's my name though. No, I think it's because the week that I said, this is really actually stupid that I'm talking about this. So please pardon. One, I don't think I care enough. That's why I'm not getting it. You engage all the time though. You're always I'm very on. engaged. But the week that I submitted, we were on the retreat and I was not on Instagram. I was not storying. I was not engaged. I was not doing anything. So it was the wrong week to submit. But anyway- I'm cool. I'm cool being the black sheep. This is my... <laughs> and then when I get verified, I'll have like a party and just... If Podcast Pro gets said. verified, then you can worry. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> if Justin gets verified, Honestly, I'm a worry. Honestly. Um, he, he, he's probably done two stories in his life and one of them was the repost of your post. <laughs> wow. I know. Oh. Uh, also, you're a Podcast Pro. So if you guys want to start grow or monetize a podcast. So if you want to make money from one, if you want to start one, if you want to market and build a business around one, we got you, yourpodcastpro.com. We are launching our course in the next week or so. Yep. <laughs> See you it's then. coming. We can't wait. Um, three courses, so many resources. Can't wait to help you get out, get your voice out there. All right. We love you. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye.